What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends, and welcome. Today, our topic is striving for holiness. Holiness looks different for each one of us, but... One thing is constant, and it is consistent, and that is we all try to strive for holiness. Is it possible to work toward a goal with a deeper relationship in Christ? Yes, it's possible. Is it easy? No. Is it worth it? That answer is up to you. You can find today's show notes, Strive for Holiness, episode 180, on the website, a few minutes with God podcast. And please check out my books at mediaangels.com. And also, if you would share this episode with a friend and check out the other podcasts at the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Let's talk about striving for holiness. We strive for holiness every time we pray and ask the Lord to become part of our lives. We learn about the Lord, we study the Word, we spend time doing the right thing. But an encounter with Christ is an experience, and it is the only way that we will have the motivation to keep on when times are hard. Jesus began his public ministry with baptism. He was baptized by John the Baptist. And when we are baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, It is truly the initiation into the Christian life. We believe that it is a remission or forgiveness of prior sins and a clean slate. John the Baptist was calling people to repentance. At that point, he didn't know about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It had not been taught yet. When we are baptized now, today with water, we further learn that it is a conversion, a conversion experience. Nicodemus talked about this when he asked the Lord, how can I be born again? And Christ said, you can be born again by water and the Spirit. It was the beginning, not the end. For many, many years, I taught religion education at church, and I noticed that once the kids were done with a certain level, they stopped coming. They didn't come to a youth group, they didn't go to church, and they felt that they were all done. Many believe that going through the Christian rituals or checking off the boxes of faith is all they need. 
In my church, we believe that baptism is a sacrament of initiation. Again, that means the beginning. Yet many people believe it's a get-out-of-jail or get-out-of-hell card. No need to do anything else. You are saved. There is some truth in that we cannot do anything to earn our salvation. Only Christ, by his life, death, and resurrection, could purchase eternal life for us. However, not working toward holiness is not recommended. If we do not move ahead and work toward a goal, if we do not strive for holiness, then we cannot really say we are saved. Leading a Bible study is good. Going to a Christian focus or encounter group is great. Sharing your faith with like-minded Christians, all good. Attending church, wonderful. But what is the result? Are you walking away with a deeper relationship with Christ? Is it transforming? Do you feel that it's a transformation that only faith can give you? And in this way, it pours out of you for others to see and for you to bless others? Transformation is like looking outside after a rainstorm and seeing all the dirt washed away. Another expression is a new springtime when things are growing and sprouting and looking toward the sun. In this case, sun is spelled with an O in the middle. Let's look at what Paul says in Acts 19. Please read all of it, but I'm going to stop at verse 7. So this is Acts 19, 1-7. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, Then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one who is coming after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Paul placed his hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about twelve men in all. The baptism was repentance, a means of forgiving their sins, which is what we believe in still today. And as you could see, he used it by the power of the Holy Spirit and the laying on of hands, and praying for the Holy Spirit. This is what we call confirmation or a baptism in the Spirit in some churches. And I believe that the Lord wants to give us these gifts and give us even more. This infilling of God's grace is the Lord giving us the tools we need to get the job done. What is that job? It can just be life. It can be getting through day to day. Or it can be a greater good ministering to others. Further on in Acts, we read that Paul got frustrated with the people. He encouraged them that what they were doing in making a commitment was that they were being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, but it also meant that they needed to deny themselves, again, denying themselves from sin, taking up their cross and following him. Jesus, not Paul. Many who are less committed think and forget and think it's just too hard. I shared my in my earlier podcast that this was me. I knew a committed Christian friend whose life was a mess. It was really bad. And if it was bad, it happened to her. But she still praised God in all things and looked at life as a blessing. And my thoughts back then were, 
less than holy, something along the lines of, well, I'm glad I'm not an over-the-top Christian like she is because look at what her life's like. And look at where I am today, an over-the-top Christian with a podcast talking about spending time with God and an entire Christian podcast network that I started several years ago. God can take a half-filled vessel and make it whole. And what does it take? Someone with great skills? Not really. Being open to God's will in your life and saying that yes. To cut myself some slack, even with the thoughts I had, I never once doubted God or my faith. I just didn't believe as I should, and I believed on my own terms. I'm not alone. Do you follow the Bible? And what is your name? Think about this. Do we follow the Bible of Agnes or the Bible of David or John or the Bible of Jan or Frank? That means we follow things that are easy. We do things our way, but that's not growing in holiness. Growing in holiness is getting out of our own way, our own security, insecurities and worries and allowing the Lord to infill us in the way that it contains the truth and the light. When we allow ourselves to go through the process of purification, giving up sin in our lives, that is, by the way, making you miserable, we can more clearly follow the Lord. Read all of Romans 8, but here it is, Romans 8, 1 through 4. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned the sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Friends, don't get confused by the church as in what the people in charge are doing. The church, as I believe it, was ordained with an unbreakable succession from Christ to Peter and onward. And yet men mess up all the time and people lose their faith in the Creator God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because they look at those who are fallible and say there is no God. There is a God, but there is sin and it's entrenched in our world and even, sadly, in our churches. The enemy, the liar, works overtime and corruption on those who are weak. And again, in Ephesians, read all of it, but here's the armor of God. And this is what we need. This is the weapon we need. Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggles is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of the devil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. After you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which 
with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And it goes on with the request to pray for him. So this is Ephesians six ten through 18. And again, read it all. The Bible will help you to grow in holiness. But I wanted to end this podcast with a checklist for growing in holiness instead of starting with a checklist. Because this way, after you've heard this podcast, you can make your own tailored to you. But here's a quick checklist. Number one, make a goal. Take little steps. Is it prayer? Is it reading scripture? Is it journaling? Number two, work on this goal each day. Number three, repent each night before you go to bed. Number four, wake up each day praising God. And number five, ask the Lord daily for direction. That's it. No walking through fires or coal. No writing on the board a hundred times, I shall pray, I shall pray, I shall pray. The Lord gives us love and joy that is available freely for all who believe. It's a gift that keeps on giving. And through this giving gift to us, we can pour into others. May God be blessed. Let us pray. Oh Lord, I want to grow in holiness, but I'm not sure how you want me to approach this goal. I want to know you love you, and serve you in a deeper way. Please show me how and bring me opportunities so that I can be a blessing to others and grow closer to you. I pray for the following people in my life. And I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Felice on our website, a few minutes with God.com, and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.